Hello, welcome to the Unpacked podcast with me, Charlie Pickles, editor of the Capitalism Theme for Unheard, and the wonderful font of knowledge that is Peter Franklin. Hello, Peter. Hi, Charlie. Today, we are going to discuss uh, a piece that you did on pro-Trump intellectuals. Now, I'm going to say this up front. I haven't entirely got my head around this. I don't entirely understand the different philosophies that is discussed, but we're going to try and explain it to our listeners. So I suppose my first question, Peter, is are there really such things as pro-Trump intellectuals? Well, amazingly, (laughs) there are. Um, This isn't really um, something we know much about in this country, and we might assume that Trumpism is a purely populist, um, manipulative phenomenon and doesn't really need sort of a coherent body of political sort philosophy of behind intellectual it. underpinning indeed yes i mean and there's you know not a huge amount of evidence in it in the the, the, the tweets of donald trump for instance um however um there is one group i mean most sort of america has this huge sort of network of think tanks and institutes and there are different schools of conservative thoughts. And some are mainstream, some are the religious rights, you've got the neoconservatives, um, you've got libertarians. Um, none of them are particularly happy with Donald Trump for various reasons. However, there is one group, um, hitherto quite obscure, and they're known as the West Coast Straussians. Um, and I can explain a bit more about what a Straussian is, if you'd like. <laughs> I, I mean, I would love that, Peter, um, because you, you do mention in your Unpacked, you refer to the fact that Strauss emphasises, quotes, the purity of principle, which is not a phrase I would associate with Trump. So please do explain this a bit yes. further. Well, Strauss is Levi Strauss, who, um, refugee from Germany, who came to America, um, lived there for most of the 20th century, um, taught at the University of Chicago and developed quite a um, unique um, strain of conservatism, if you can call it that, and there's there's no kind of British equivalent to it. Um, I think the best way of describing it is, whereas mainstream conservative philosophy, if you think about people like um, Edmund Burke, um, Michael Oakeshott, uh, Sir Roger Scruton, they emphasise kind of tradition and I guess the limits of human reason and understanding, which is why we have to, in a kind of messy way, learn how, as we go along, don't try anything too radical, sort of see what works, see what's sort of been proven by the the test of time. I would kind of say sort of a a kind of incremental pragmatism maybe. Yes I think there's a bit more to that. I think there's there's a little bit of there are sort of basic principles underlying it. Um, Values. Values yeah. Um, Kind of attitudes of the heart and the spirit and the mind. Um, Not something kind of worked out in a kind of mechanistic philosophical way but something a bit more I don't know sort of improvised but on the basis of experience whereas Strauss was more about well actually we can work out what the good life should be all about about how a country should be run 
we can actually express these as coherent principles, unchanging principles. And he believed those were best expressed by the founding fathers of his adopted country, um, for instance, in the original constitution so of the, America. The, the self-evident truths. The self-evident truths, indeed. And I'm not sure that mainstream conservative philosophy is into self-evident truths like that. It's more about kind of discovering them, having them tested. Um, whereas Strauss is very much more, in a way, kind of, you know, it's quite a European kind of a continental approach to conservatism, um, but very much seeing America as the place where, you know, it was actually achieved as a real... The kind of ideal, if you as like. As an ideal, yeah. yes. Um, there's this phrase that was used in the article about this, which was by a chap called um, uh, Jacob Heilbrunn. Um, very interesting piece in the New York Review of Books. Uh, the link is in the article. Um, and um, he uses this phrase describing... Um, uh, America as an Athens on the Potomac River, right? So it's kind of this glittering city on the hill type, very sort of idealistic version of conservatism rather than the, the kind of messier, more contingent version that we might be used to. Okay, so so for those of our listeners who might still be in, in kind of, you know, my camp at the moment, which is this is all very well and good, but what on earth does this actually mean in practical terms? Why is, why might this group of West Coast Straussians be pro-Trump? Why might, why, why may they see their sort of philosophical vision yes. in what Trump is doing? Well, it, it might seem a, a sort of odd mix, you know, these sort of... It does. Very sort of <laughs> pointy-headed um, policy um, sort of philosophy people. Um, compared to this sort of incredibly sort of populist, chaotic, um, chaotic, yes, um, sort of uh, mercurial um, occupant of the White House. Um, well, the West Coast Straussians desperately want to get America back to its founding principles, and, or to make America great again. Well, indeed, yes, and so that that's the really interesting thing, and the way they want to do it, or well, one of the ways they want to do it, is. They're against this welfare, welfareism and especially welfare roles swelled by immigration and what they see as incomers that aren't really properly committed to the American ideal. Now, that's a very controversial statement, but that's what they believe. Um, and they see, you know, sort of build, we will build this wall, Trump, as someone who uh, might be a bit crude, but is actually the sort of person willing to break with um, current arrangements and bring America back to what they see as this sort of golden age. Which is a slightly, I mean, a slightly challenging idea anyway, given that, you know, the Constitution did also contain some things which we might now deem rather unacceptable. In, yes. in fact, in completely morally um appalling, abhorrent, um, things like slavery, you know, if we think about what was originally in the Constitution. Yes, yes. But just parking that for a moment and the kind of maybe some of the contradictions that, that, that you might be able to unpick within this, um, 
why does this matter? What, why is this important that there might be a school of thought that, that would back Trump? Well, populist movements, however effective they might be for a few years, they come and go. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> there were previous ones in America's history, which are now just historical footnotes. However, if at the heart of things there's a group, a, a sort of network of thinkers, a, a, an inheritance of, of um, properly thought out ideas, even if they're wrong ideas, then that's something that can survive the sort of rise and fall of particular of, of, populis, of populism, particular sort of eruptions of populism. Um, and that means the ideas can come back in a different form. And we see that in Britain, for instance, with uh, momentum and the sort of Corbynite Labour Party, is that that left-wing populism may have been you know, dormant during the Blair years, but there were those ideas, those sort of Marxist ideas, those radical left-wing ideas, existed as, you know, in various books and, and, and so forth. And they've been unpacked again and used to inform um, a fresh set of um, populist um, movements. And um, so this is why ideas matter, because they survive um, the ups and downs of daily politics. So um, I, I think we shouldn't dismiss uh, philosophy in politics, because it really does matter. So we, we, we might be able to perhaps, fingers crossed, dismiss President Trump as an anomaly, but we must take seriously the fact that there are groups of people, of intellectuals, who actually will nonetheless long after Trump has left the White House, be that at the end of this term or, let's hope not, at the end of a second term, uh, their views will last long beyond that and therefore that's why it's important yeah, that, that, that we actually consider this and, and we take it seriously. Absolutely, that kind of American fundamentalism of which there American is, first, yeah. Of yeah. which there is no direct UK equivalent, I'd yeah. say, um, is still going to be there and could... Uh, recrystallize around a different populist leader in 10, 20, 30 years' time. Well, there you go. Pro-Trump intellectuals do exist. Who would have thought it? Um, thank you very much, Peter. As always, an illuminating, uh, unpacked discussion. Thank you all for tuning in today. Um, as always, uh, please do rate the podcast if you enjoyed it. And if you haven't already subscribed, why ever not? Uh, but if you haven't, please do so on whatever the app is that you uh, listen to your podcast on. Um, and otherwise, I think this is probably the last unpacked uh, short of the Christmas or pre-Christmas period, so of 2017. So we will look forward to you tuning in in 2018.